Hello and welcome to the first Jungle Brothers podcast. Uh, you're here with Joey Worthington, Tiora Ward, and myself, Paul Fotofilly. Hello. Very happy to be here. Recording live from the Outpost Botany, 4 Pemberton Street, represents South Sydney. Nice. Um, <clears throat> welcome. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Paul. Hi, guys. <laughs> hi, Joe. That's, that's Tiora's voice. Um, there's no video recording of this, so that's Tiora's voice. Take note. Joey's voice. This is, this is Joe here um, coming at you. I'm actually wearing a Fighter and the Kid t-shirt. So I've, I've, I'm modelling Brendan Sharp or perhaps Brian Callan in today's episode. If you haven't heard of the Fighter and the Kid podcast, it's pretty cool. Have a look at it. Yeah. It's uh, one of our major competitors at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they got millions of viewers, <laughs> listeners per month. Um, okay, so today we're going to take, say, 20, 25 minutes just to chat about Jungle Brothers programming. Um, yeah, Joey? Well, yeah, I mean, I, th we, I guess it would be cool to give a little background on how we came to this. And a um, uh, big thing for us in providing value for our people, for our tribe is is obviously what we can provide in the classes and writing blogs and talking with members and doing personal training and all that kind of stuff. But largely there's a lot of things that we do in the gym um, and within the business that perhaps a lot of our members aren't aware of or aware of why we do those things. So this is a really good kind of tool for us to be able to get our, our message out there a little bit clearer to those people. So I thought today it would be cool to discuss programming and Paul, given that you're just kicking off your journey as a uh, personal trainer, mm -hmm. a fully qualified certificate three and four personal trainer. That's me. I'm getting the haircut soon too. Yeah, that's right. Getting clients. On graduation day. Polo shirts. Polyester. <laughs> Polyester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a new G-Shock as well. Yeah. Oh, my clients. I love the my clients. The bigger, the better. <laughs> <laughs> the more qualified. Shave your legs. Shave your legs. <laughs> But um, yeah, I thought we could talk about our programming and it might be a good chance for you to fire some mm, questions mm. at us that might reflect what some of the tribe might be thinking but have never asked about yes. how we structure our classes and why it is the way we do it and blah, blah. Absolutely. I think in our future podcasts, we will anticipate our recording and definitely get at our members and say, what questions do you want answered? I like that. That stuff works very well. Um, so let's look at our program. Um, we have group training and that's the spine of our training here. Um, what group training classes have we got? We've got strength and movement, which is our spine, to use that term again. Yeah, you could say the strength and movement's kind of the flagship session mm -hmm. in a way, although it started as that. I don't actually know if it is anymore. It's not our busiest, like, it's our... It's our most regular class, but it's not necessarily the busiest class. But there's more of that class than any other class on the timetable. Yeah. So I think overall it's the busiest class. Yeah, I would agree. Overall numbers. I, I would liken it if you were to look at a buffet, you could say that the strength of movement is perhaps the penne pasta, which oh everybody, everybody fills their plate with because <laughs> they love that shit. But <laughs> in actuality, it's not the real quality of the buffet it's the prawns and the smoked salmon and the oysters that people want to go for that's the delights. but you but you fill your plate with the with the pasta and that's the snm it's you know joey starts the first jungle brothers <laughs> podcast <laughs> with a strong analogy game how do you Don't like know that if adrian would agree with that <laughs> <Gluten -free> pasta. <laughs> <laughs> 
where can we go from here? You make analogies. <laughs> Zucchini or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, we'll go into more detail, but let's just quickly name the classes that we have. There's strength and movement. There's fight factory. There's mobility prep, which is kind of new to the last, what, four weeks? Movement prep. Movement prep, sorry. Know your product. <laughs> Side note. Uh, there's movement. Just movement mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. Yep. Uh, there's uh, jungle gymnastics. Yep. And there is lift. Is there anything else, Tiara? No, that's it. Awesome. Um, so, actually, can we talk about movement prep, given that it's the new class on the timetable? It's been around for maybe four weeks? Uh, maybe six. Yeah, yeah six. four to six weeks. It's been pretty popular. Take. I did my first one last week and... Yeah, it really uh, was challenging on the nervous system, that's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, it started, we kicked it off after I started working on the gymnastic strength training uh, online programming system that uh, Christopher Summers runs. So that uh, inspired the, uh, the program structure and it's, it's evolved from there. So we've taken out stuff that we, um, that we don't like and put in a bunch of stuff that we do. Changed and played around with the reps and uh, it's a really good class to um, disguise all the stuff we need but generally don't get enough of. So you go in and it's, it's all corset related, so torso related, works on, on, on the thickening up your, your torso but in between your, your strength sets, you have a bunch of mobility exercises and they're the ones that that's the that's the gold right there because you, gen, you end up doing half an hour of mobility work per class which is something that most people don't don't usually do mm, mm. you might do a bit at the end of if i mean if you if you're into mobilizing you'll you might get out you know 10 minutes start a class and 10 minutes at the end or 15 or whatever but to have half of your class dedicated to mobility it's a great thing and i think people that start the people that have started the class when it when it first kicked off are now starting to reap the benefits from it because the carryover to other classes is very high and because of that it's getting a little bit of a following which is great it's a different mm, flowing mm. class too yeah it was very chilled out i'm enjoying the beats that accompany the tempo of the training as well well matched oh thanks um i just wanted to ask about the about the work the the core work the corset work and the working of the trunk in this class and its relationship to how gymnastics tends to build their programming. Uh, yeah, the like uh, gymnastics strength, gymnastic strength training or gymnastics bodies. Something I never really realised or something that you enlightened me with a few years ago. You know, I, I generally used to see the body as like a really complicated, a complicated structure to understand. And yes, it is. It's very complicated and it's complex and it's amazing it does billion endless functions and stuff like that but just this idea of training the trunk first and keeping a healthy spine because i've got a whole bunch of problems with my body well you know uh little niggles here and there i've got an ankle i've got a shoulder but trying to prioritize my training um and also just trying to do things yeah in order like what's going to carry over the best um and you enlightened me to this idea of you know getting my spine healthy first getting my trunk healthy 
and then work from from there outwards. Yeah, so working from core to extremities. And that, that doesn't mean you ignore, you know, your wrists and ankles and that because mm, they're at mm, the end. Yeah. But it's just about, uh, they call it, I think it's a triage approach, I think, uh, where you attack, uh, if you have three, three problems, uh, if you choose the right one out of those three, it solves them all rather than trying to attack all three in different process. So usually working from the T-spine out and from the hips out can generally take care of a, a bunch of other problems in the knees and the ankles and that kind of stuff and the shoulders. So it's a good place to start. It's not to say that it's going to do that, mm -mm. but at least if you know you have a, a, a mobile strong spine and the corset or the, the corset is re, uh, referring to the muscles that cross, uh, sub cross the, the uh, torso or cross sect the torso from the rib cage uh, through the pelvis and onto the pelvis, uh, these muscles are all designed to to hold stability through the trunk and mm. also mobilize the trunk as well. So it's about making sure that it's capable of doing both. And then that has greater carryover into our other classes like our strength and movement, uh, lift, jungle gymnastics, everything. So it's, it's, like a, it's like a foundation class in a way. And we had one prior to that, but it wasn't quite so torso dominant and i think this one's taken off because uh because of the fact that people were getting six packs Oosh, there it is that's the, uh, the real intention behind the class <laughs> class may contain six shredded packs. and summer's coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh cool so with the program in that class like will you move to or like what what, what are you thinking what happens over the next well, this, do you program in no, six week periods this this class in particular, I, I program week by week, which mm -hmm. is really different to the approach that we take with our other classes, uh, because it's slowly, uh, it's slow, it's like a slow transformer. So each exercise gets about three or four weeks being repeated, and the ones um, that are at the end of those three or four weeks get changed over. So it's like a merger. We have exercises coming and going without really noticing too much change in the structure. But, you know, after eight weeks, each, there's no exercise that's repeated itself. And then by the time it comes around, it's a different mixture of those exercises, which in turn has a different effect on the body as well. Joey, have you tried out one of these classes? You know what? I haven't. Um, Why is that? It's a good question. Now I feel guilty. Um... <coughs> Uh, because I don't believe in it. T <laughs> 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 was giving sideways looks. <laughs> no, look, it's um, it's really just the case of the small business that we have. Any time that that T's coaching is my time off, and so I'm usually doing my own thing, whether it's you know training or you know catching up on work that I, I've meant to you know I was meant to do earlier, or um, I'm at home resting or whatever that is. So unfortunately, we don't get to attend each other's classes all that often. And it has been something on my list for the last, you know, since he started, so the last four to six weeks. Because um, I see the, the, the transformations that have, you know, in T's practice and, uh, and also in them, just talking to the people who have been going to that class regularly. Mm. They've had some pretty amazing results in a short space of time. So, yeah, I'm keen to. And uh, it's definitely something I want to incorporate into my own training more often speaking about your own training which is a podcast in itself um 
can we talk about the Jungle Nastics class, which was really your baby? Yeah. Uh, the Jungle Nastics class is our is our body weight, I guess, body weight strength and kind of movement program in a way. Mm. It, um, it centers around mostly gymnastic, acrobatic and calisthenic inspired movements. Um, so there's a big emphasis on, well, it's all body weight strength. So there's no really external loads lifted. Um, but it's, it's a lot of upper body stuff. Um, uh, we do do a bit of lower body work in there as well, but because we already have a lift program and we have the strength and movement program that do address a lot of lower body strength, um, we kind of reserve jungle gymnastics for developing the, the finer details in upper body stuff. So, you know, more of the, the handstands, the, um, the more complex upper body movements. So working on the parallettes and the rings and that kind of stuff. Mm. And then also the, you know, the straight arm strength. So the planches, the front levers, back levers, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's essentially what the jungle gymnastics program is. And so, you know, there's no real conditioning in that class. We do, we do push a bit of volume sometimes, which sometimes gets a little bit, um, you know, mildly sweaty, but it's not, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a strength and mobility focused session always. I'm a big fan of it. Whenever I take the class, I love it. Yeah. What is it? What is it that you like? Well, I, I mean, before I really met you guys and started training with you guys, um, especially in the last year, I didn't, I didn't really know what training was like besides like hit training basically. And I think largely to like the general population training equals hot sweaty boot camp especially group training so true I, I didn't know that you didn't have to train at this intense pace and like to me i just thought you know being a ball sports person originally um yeah it was all about a workout going hard yeah it's going hard and it's a circuit and it's like balls to wall but actually you know especially when you're starting to acquire new skills when you're trying to acquire strength um complex movement it's all about being present and slowing it down i mean i I understand tempos now and time under tension and all that sort of stuff and it's not all that no i actually enjoy the practice of training more because it's like it's an hour of i like to say being present (laughs) which is something that's cool that you know i i've i've noticed you're often cue being present because you can just try and switch it off yeah totally and i think that the tendency with a lot of the the hit or the high intensity interval training yeah it's, it can be a little bit of a mindless approach at times which you know sometimes there's nothing wrong with that but when all, all of your training is mindless and it's just going hard i think that that's that's a, that's a mistake um i think that being very mindful of, of certain elements of in your training is really important mm-hmm. you know and I mean it's important in that you, people don't make gains in their movement ability unless they take that that mindful approach yeah. they slow it down you gotta they, look back at it and analyze yeah yeah and you got to drill it week in and week out and you got to like video yourself and you got to get people to give you feedback and you know and that means you have to be kind of egoless about it as well because you got to be like oh, okay I'm I'm shit at that thing or I'm going to have to work on that. Whereas, yeah, if it's all just like do 45 seconds of burpees, then run shuttles for 45 seconds, then do some ring rows for 45 seconds, there's not really any thought behind that. 
you know. So I guess that kind of sums up a little bit our approach, right, T? We, we, we fancy the conditioning stuff, but more as a supplement to the, to the training. It's not the, it's not the core it's not of the, the training. Yeah. No, that's a great way of putting it. It's the because the, yeah. the more and more I train here, the more I realize that it's one. El- yeah. it's one it, element. Sorry, it's one element. So there's a lot of different elements to building a, a healthy body, and people tend to overlook some of the stuff that we probably used to focus a lot more in the past, like balance and uh, mindfulness. You know, being present, that kind of stuff. Uh, creeping, like stepping softly without making noise, all these things that we needed to rely on to survive. We don't need them anymore. So, and, uh, and we're time deficient, so people just want to sweat it out and burn as many calories as they possibly can in this shorter period of time because it feels like by squashing all that intensity into into a little bit of time, you kind of make up for all the, the movement that you should have been doing throughout the whole day. But the reality is? It's not the way it works. It doesn't address you know so many different other things, uh, elements to... To building a health, healthy body and doesn't address those other elements. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that approach of like I work out three times a week for one hour and I go as hard as possible. I I can see that that is a some kind of shitty solution for people who are trying to offset a bad lifestyle mm-hmm. and using exercise strictly as that. They're not really the people we serve here, and we're not really interested in that because it's not. It's not a sustainable approach. There's not much positivity behind that. It's more like you're punishing yourself because you're doing wrong by yourself all the other times you're not in the gym. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for us, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's really the more positive side of it, trying to develop new skills and new abilities and, and open people's perspective up to these things. And It's and so true. Lifestyle is, lifestyle is a key word, right? And yeah. that's, I know that that's something that we're trying to, we're trying to build here. We're trying to, Educate people on those other elements that T was talking about. The Jungle Brothers lifestyle. Chabot. That's right. I know that it's worked for me because I... I'm about to tell you a secret. I don't even train that much. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen me lately? <laughs> I, but what, I, what has happened over the last year or two is that my, my, my food knowledge has definitely come up. And I've pursued that with Tash, uh, you know, and that's just like habits, eating habits, what I eat, being dedicated to being interested to it, as well as like moving with the kids, making a point of getting out in the morning movement before coffee and breakfast, being conscious of how I operate during the day at work, um, as well as the training. There's training sessions in there. I'm not telling you I got this just from walking around. Only <laughs> <laughs> you could see this. <laughs> um. So, what's a another class? Should we move on, on to? Let's talk about Fight Factory. Let's. While I fill up my bottle of water. Excuse okay. Me. Can so you fill up mine too, please? It's downstairs. Yeah. Thanks, man. Fight Factory. We usually run six-week meso cycles. So meso cycles just like a cycle within a big cycle, a macro cycle. So our six-week cycles generally work up to a peak and then after that we have a little deload and then we start a, another climb. Uh, we mix up a bunch of different disciplines, usually uh, revolve between the Thai boxing, boxing and MMA conditioning. 
Uh, I generally, this is probably the one I do the most amount of research on because there's so many different uh, approaches to these, uh, well, especially to boxing and, and, and tie boxing because uh, each coach has a different, um, a different, different perspective of the sport. Uh, and there's so much information out there from so many good coaches that, and it interests me a lot. So I, I like to geek out on this one and get as much as I can before I start a, a mesocycle. And once I kick off that mesocycle, then um, I can absorb that knowledge a little more by reteaching it over and over again. And we chuck that in the Jungle Brothers coffers for later down the track. Uh, the MMA conditioning, we just finished a six-week mesocycle of... Uh, MMA conditioning. That was the vomit cycle? That was. That was just targeting uh, energy system development. We do that by putting people in awkward positions while they're doing it as well, which kind of replicates what it would be like, try to replicate what it would be like energy system-wise in a cage because I don't think there's much that could replicate what it actually feels like to be in there for real. Uh, So we try and uh, replicate the energy systems and that generally, like mixing between energy systems uh, back and forth through you know a five or six minute uh, session is really tough on on uh, on the body, and it makes it can potentially make you feel very sick. So we had a couple couple of people go home, uh, and though I, I know there's a few people that told me I had to sit in their car for a good 10, 15 minutes after the <laughs> sessions, and some were sick for that night, and others were it it was. Yeah, it was it was tough, but everyone benefit, benefited from it. No one puked, so it was. Uh, I think that's an important an important threshold for people to reach on occasion. Yeah, every right? now and then. Yeah. we don't run that regularly. Yeah, that's know? right. It's not it's not what you need day in and day out, but it's it's nice to know where, where your limits lie there. Yeah, and to experience that kind of discomfort that comes from that kind of intensity. Yeah, that's right. And even even like professional fighters, they. They're not making themselves feel like that day in and day out. Because if you do, then you potentially you either get injured or you get diminished returns and you burn yourself out. But when you're training up to your fight uh, and you come into your peak weeks, then you're you're replicating fight scenario and then you deload and then you fight kind of thing, depending on the coach. But we we try to throw that in every now and then because we don't fight. But to get a little bit of that really. Sp- can, can spike up your athleticism and then we go back to the technique then uh, you're less focused on uh, consuming or, or trying to get oxygen into the body and you're more focused on what you're doing tech, on a technique uh, or technique wise spinning heel kicks so, Van Damme style <laughs> <right. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> scissor kick <laughs> two, two opponents <clears throat> on each side of you <laughs> so, so Joe's been showing us um, the clock running on his phone He's going to get back to running his business soon. So, business. Business. Can we talk quickly about movement? Yeah. You know what? Actually, I'd like to. I'd like to touch on strength and movement, just given the time. Okay. And I think it's. Uh, okay. Good idea. I think for T and I, we see a bit of evolution coming in that program. It's. Uh, it started off as a bit of everything. It actually spawned in Surrey Hills when I was running the outdoor classes. It was the only class we ran, and so I was like, "Well, what do we call it?" the only class we run we call it strength and movement Man, it kind of covers a lot of things here now it largely focuses around uh you know a considerable warm-up and some mobility work followed by uh some kind of strength focus which you know for the lower body we we cycle through a bunch of different lifts deadlifting single leg squatting bulgarian split squats you know front squats etc 
um, even jumping work and plyometric stuff and that kind of thing. And then for the for the upper body, it takes our sort of body weight strength approach, developing complexity through you know pushing and pull variations. And then the second part of the session is usually a workout, and that's some kind of conditioning, which that's you know pretty much guaranteed. You're always going to get a good sweat on. It's always going to be pretty aerobic. Um, you know, it's kind of if it's that one class that you know if you haven't trained for a few days it's that one that you'll blow the cobwebs out with in a sense um but i think we're sort of pasta it's that's right (laughs) i went to ham at the buffet (laughs) (laughs) um but i think that for t and i we want to sort of we've been talking a little bit about building some of the really more movement-based stuff and skill-based stuff back into that class um, and playing around with the program a bit. I know that since we're not running the efficiency program at the moment, we were talking about merging a lot of that material into it, which I'm quite excited about mm, because mm. I, I think it's time to to start developing some of those skills across our, our tribe once again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that actually. It's gonna be yeah. fun. I think a few people are in the gym getting back on rope climbs and yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Totally. Yeah, some balance beam work and yeah. mounting and whatnot. Um, so, with the programming for strength and movement, um, it cycles through six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Right? And is there testing this at the beginning and end of every six weeks? There is, yeah. Week, week one is test week and we'll test, you know, uh, usually two movements for the lower body, two movements for the upper body mm. and just establish a baseline. And then for the, for the five weeks following, we'll work on those movements in a very structured way, aiming to make progress week in, week out. Um, and then we'll retest on the sixth week and, you Record know. Record your results and um, modify, right? Exactly. And, s- yeah, still some people don't, but I, I think I don't think there's anyone in here that doesn't make gains across those six weeks. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it is that consistency, um, which is not something that we always had to our programming. You know, to say when we kicked off, it was like, oh, let's do this and work on this for a week. But I found that working, and T's found the same, working six or four weeks on one particular thing really enables people to to progress in that arena Mm -hmm. you know which yeah which is really what it's all about um well look time extension we got like 90 seconds it's been awesome our first podcast i think we've realized that we need more time to chat there's lots to talk about do you agree yes yeah i think once we get on a roll it'd be easy for us to go on for a long time people to listen (laughs) yeah. <laughs> or even if there's not, <laughs> I can still talk. <laughs> and does. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think, do you guys want to make any last comments? Just generally about programming. I'm sure we're going to have another, another podcast soon on the topic, something more directed uh, by your and led by your questions, um, the JB tribe, that is. But just finals? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday yeah, no. pop- podcast with uh, Yuri Marmastar. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. of the course. redheaded acrobat. That's mm-hmm. tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned. Yeah. Podcast number two. Podcast number two is coming up quick, but um, no, actually, it would be nice to get some feedback <coughs> from the tribe, though. Okay. You know, any questions or queries that are out there, fire them our way because we're looking for topics to talk about, and uh, you know, a big part of what this is all about is providing more more information and more value for you guys so give us that feedback if you love it let us know if you think it's shit let us just know just hold on to that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, cool. Well, let's wrap it up there. Um, thanks a lot for listening, Tribe. Um, you heard it from Joey. Let us know. T, sign off. Signing out. See you later, gang. <laughs>